we talk about wrestling spiritually, we're talking about the struggle of bringing your heart and soul into alignment with God. Now the reality is this, struggle is part of the process that we go through to reach God's key purpose in our lives. What is God's key purpose? Well, the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that we know all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. It goes on to say, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. So one of the fundamental purposes of God for you is that you would be shaped into the image of Jesus. And this series is meant to help you wrestle in a way that shapes you into the image of Christ. Well, what happens when we are wrestling with God in a way that it turns into disobedience, when our wrestling becomes disobedience. I wanna tell you today that uh, while wrestling with God is part of the process, wrestling against God is not the purpose of God for you. And one of the greatest examples of this in the Bible is Jonah the prophet. So if you have your Bibles today, Jonah chapter one, the Bible says this, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Like you would think the prophet would just be obedient to God. The Bible says, but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa, found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Jonah, this mighty prophet of God, was for some reason, we'll talk about that in just a second, unwilling to do what God called him to do. So what was he doing? Well, Jonah was walking in sin. Disobedience is sin. I think it's important for us to call disobedience out as it is. It is sin. Whenever we're walking in the opposite direction that God is calling us to walk in, we are walking in sin. And God had in fact called Jonah to something that Jonah didn't want to do. In fact, Jonah was being disobedient far before he ever even heard this command from God. His heart was not right in the first place. Jonah had been allowing anger and hatred uh, of the Assyrians to fester within his heart. And so to correct the heart of the prophet, what did God do? God called him to minister to the very people that he hated. God was unearthing a problem in Jonah's heart. And the difficulty for Jonah wasn't that the calling was hard, it was that his heart had become hardened. And this whole situation, the situation of the condition of his heart was revealed by his own disobedience. Disobedience is sin. Disobedience, as we recognize in Jonah's life, is going to cost you. The Bible says, and it says it very simply, but it has a lot of meaning to it. The Bible says Jonah paid the fare. This was not the only thing that Jonah would pay. All along the road of disobedience, Jonah would pay the price. There was a spiritual price, there was an emotional price, there was a physical price, because the reality is this running from God will wipe you out. And not only will it wipe you out, you will miss time with God and fulfilling his purpose in your life. Now the truth is, the devil will always be there whispering in your ear, hey, this is not a big deal. In fact, this road is better than the road that God is calling you on. But as you begin to walk down that road of disobedience, you learn really quickly that this is not the way that God wants you to walk. The third thing that we see here in Jonah's life is this, that disobedience impacts other people. Jonah's on this boat, there's a storm that's been prepared by God, 
and pretty soon all of these sailors find themselves in a place where their very lives are at risk and Jonah's sleeping in the, the bottom of the boat, ignoring the reality of the judgment of God that not only is he dealing with, that he has pulled others into as well. You know, when we're walking in disobedience, we say to ourselves, it's not going to affect other people, but the truth is it is impossible to compartmentalize our sin. For example, divorce will always impact kids. Gossip will always impact your friends. Lying will impact your employees. There is no way to isolate our sin in such a way that it doesn't pull other people into it. Finally though, what we see is that God loves Jonah enough that he sends a storm of correction. And God will do the same thing in your life. God has a jealous love for you. So much so that even when you are off course, God will shape circumstances to divinely draw you back to his eternal love. In fact, there were circumstances that God had divinely prepared for Jonah. Not that Jonah necessarily recognized them as the hand of God until he was in the belly of the whale, but each of them purposed by God to be expressions of love, bands of loving kindness to pull the heart of the prophet back to himself. I want to encourage you today, if you've been disobedient and walking away from God in sin, recognize those divine circumstances that God has been shaping in your life as God calling you to come back to him. See them for what they really are. God has an everlasting love for you and nothing is clearer in our lives than the love of God as he shapes circumstances to enable us to return to him in love. You know, sometimes I think, what, does, what else does God have to do? I mean, he pursues us. He is long suffering in the midst of our own sin. And yet for us as Christians, the cross of Christ should be enough. You know, Jonah's life was turned around. His disobedience was remedied when he chose to, in the belly of the whale, repent of his sins. And that is the, that is the remedy for disobedience. You know, when I'm using my GPS on my phone and I go the wrong way, my GPS makes the correction and it shows me the soonest U-turn. And that's really what repentance is. When we're headed in the wrong direction, the Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts and show us how we can make the quickest turnaround to God that we possibly can. This is why Jesus said to the church at Laodicea, as many as I love, I chasten, therefore be zealous and repent.